0: Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts, Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms.
1: I'm Mike Marilla.
2: Free transportation to local shelters tonight as our area faces dangerously cold temperatures. Asian markets higher after a Wall Street rally and an unhappy result for Wizards fans tonight.
3: This is
1: CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage.
0: I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The founder of the failed cryptocurrency exchange FTX is in custody. Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested in the Bahamas at the request of U.S. authorities. BBC News' David Willis reports. At
2: least $1 billion of customer funds are said to have vanished. So there are a lot of people with questions about what happened to their money. And uh, we were expecting to get some answers to those questions Uh, when Bankman-Fried gave uh, testimony to a
0: congressional committee on Tuesday. Well, now that won't be happening because he's in custody. Storms are in the forecast across the country this week. Northern California is digging out from a massive snowstorm. KFKB's Jensen Raider reports. The mountain
2: regions along the Sierra Nevadas and Southern Cascades seeing two to five feet of snow in the peak of the storm. Interstate 80 has since reopened after multiple car spinouts and poor visibility. Chain requirements are still active as crews work to clear the lanes. But as snow and rain drop off, a cold snap is approaching.
0: Warming centers are gearing up for peak overnight lows in the upper 20s to mid 30s throughout this week. The National Weather Service's heavy snow and blizzard conditions are expected in the Great Plains and Midwest tonight and stretching into Thursday. By tomorrow, severe wind, hail and tornadoes are possible in Texas and northern Louisiana. Today marked the first U.S. court appearance for the man suspected of making the bomb that took down Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie, Scotland, over 30 years ago. Abu Aguila Mohammed Massoud asked the judge for a week to hire a lawyer. More from CBS's Catherine Harris. officials won't say how Massoud was taken into U.S custody, but if he is convicted, he faces a maximum sentence of life in prison and a $250,000 fine. The boyfriend of a woman who died after being shot during a botched police raid has settled two lawsuits. CBS's Peter
4: King. Kenneth Walker sued the city of Louisville, Kentucky, after the death of his girlfriend, Breonna Taylor, in a phony drug bust. Officers were trying to burst through the door to her apartment with a battering ram. Walker fired, believing the officers were intruders. They fired back, killing Taylor. It turned out that at least one officer falsified the warrant, linking Taylor to a known drug dealer. Kenneth Walker will receive a settlement of two million from the city. Peter King, CBS News.
0: A U.S. EPA report says fuel economy for the 2021 model year vehicles in the U.S. stayed flat with 2020 as people continued to buy less efficient trucks and SUVs. The fleet of new vehicles got just over 25 miles per gallon for the model year while greenhouse gas emissions dropped slightly. This is CBS News
1: presented by Rocket Mortgage whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life Rocket can
4: 1003 on WTOP on this Monday evening December 12th 2022 right now in Georgetown we're at 42 and dropping to 28 low freezing temperatures overnight. Be ready for that. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis for the top local stories we're following this hour. The major controversy swirling around Loudoun County Public Schools. A special grand jury looking into how the system handled two sexual assaults by the same student has handed down indictments against two people including the recently fired superintendent along with the school system's public information officer who's now been placed on leave. WTOP's Christy King with our report.
3: A special education teacher is named in two of the indictments handed down against former Superintendent Scott. Scott Ziegler. In those, the special grand jury states the teacher faced retaliation for making a court appearance, and for expressing views on matters of public concern. A third misdemeanor count against Siegler is related to allegations he lied to the school board when asked whether he was aware of sexual assaults in bathrooms. And the Loudon School spokesman faces a felony count of perjury. The Office of Virginia's Attorney General will be prosecuting the cases. Christy King, WTOP News. We've got
4: a statement tonight from the family of one of the students assaulted speaking through their attorney. They say that over the past 14 months since their daughter was hurt, Not one member of the school board, administration, or even the local high school leadership reached out to check on how she's doing, lend any type of support, or even apologize. The statement goes on to say there was nobody checking on what they were going through as a family. That alone, they say, speaks volumes to what they've endured throughout this ordeal. A former Virginia priest was found guilty of sexually abusing a young teenage boy in the 80s. In a story you have heard first on WTOP this afternoon, the victim of the priest shares his reaction to
5: the conviction. I just think more of us need to realize that there is an opportunity for justice out there, and if you don't say something, nobody knows. Former
2: D.C. Councilmember David Grosso sat in the Loudoun County courtroom as his abuser, 65-year-old Scott Azzalone, admitted the evidence against him would result in a guilty plea. Grosso says he's relieved Oslone took the plea deal.
5: I mean, obviously not being subjected to cross-examination, I was the primary witness and the only victim. Grosso wrote
2: an op-ed in 2020 sharing that he was the 14-year-old victim of then-indicted Oslone back when he was a member of St. Francis de Sales and Percival. He reported Oslone who left the church in the early 90s, but he never faced charges until now.
5: It was just running into him, and I guess that's just what America's all about, right? But it's still, it was hard. It was
4: definitely hard.
2: Megan Cloherty, WTOP News.
4: New tonight, Catholic Bishop Michael Burbage of the Diocese of Arlington is out with a statement. He says victims of child sexual abuse continue to experience ongoing trauma and suffering, even decades after the abuse took place. He says he expresses his deepest sorrow and is urging any allegation of abuse to be reported to the diocese and authorities right away. He says there is a zero-tolerance policy. Another horrific case, as police make an arrest of a Silver Spring man for the killing of a gas station clerk, they discovered the body of a woman who was eight months pregnant with a boy. Now that man will face two additional murder charges.
1: It was after police arrested 31-year-old Tori Moore for the killing of a White Oak gas station clerk, Ayalu Wandamu, that they found a 26-year-old pregnant woman's body inside Moore's apartment. We do believe we know the identity of the young woman that was in the apartment. According to Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy, Moore and the woman may have had an on-and-off-again relationship, but DNA hasn't confirmed her identity yet. I'm not going to get into the specifics of the autopsy. She was with child. She was shot. And McCarthy says Moore will be charged with the murder of the mother and the unborn child because the child was, in fact, viable at the time of his mother's death. In the murder of the clerk, a judge has ordered a competency evaluation for more. At Montgomery County District Court, Mike Marillo, WTOP News.
4: Temperatures are generally in the upper 30s right now, but they're expected to hit dangerous lows overnight. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is activating the district's first cold-weather emergency of the season. You can call 311 to request transportation to a shelter for persons who are experiencing homelessness. Residents are being asked to check on vulnerable neighbors as well. Coming up after traffic and weather, a lot of people believe we need a 9-11-style commission to investigate how we handled and mishandled the COVID pandemic. But the chances of something like that being put together seem to be slipping in Congress. We'll talk to Cheryl Gay Stolberg of the New York Times Just ahead, it's 10.07. We're glad you're with us tonight on WTOP. Akamai is the cloud company that powers and protects life online. As a trusted partner to U.S. federal defense, intelligence, and civilian agencies, Akamai is committed to enabling your cyber modernization and digital transformation journey. While improving user experience and application availability, we continue to support the most critical priorities for the public sector like zero trust, MFA, and micro segmentation. Learn how we're powering and protecting life online. At Akamai.com, that's A K A M A I. Good to have you here at 10:08. Michael and Sons peating tune-up for only sixty-nine dollars.
3: Michael
4: and Sons. Traffic and weather on the eights, and when it breaks, Rich Hunter in the WTOP traffic
1: center. Uh, for the moment, not a bad ride through the district at this hour. You're in good shape along the freeway, both I-395 and I-695. Uh, no issues as of late. An I-295 or DC-295 into or out of the district. New York Avenue from Northwest and Northeast looks good, and both South Capitol Street and Sutton Parkway were incident and delay free. For now, Bell Bates and Montgomery and Prince George's counties are in good shape. Uh, 270 northbound. As you approach 85 Bucky's Town Pike, you're down to a single left lane to the work zone. I uh, should be set up on the southbound side now as well. Uh, so be aware, uh, in this case, on the northbound side, the on ramp and the off ramp to 85 Bucky's Town Pike, both are closed. There are no posted detours. Just use caution headed up that way. If you're traveling on the beltway into Virginia, leaving the Legion Bridge, headed to a point beyond Georgetown Pike, well before the Dulles Toll Road, down to a single left lane. Eventually, through that work zone, then on the outer loop, just past the Dulles Toll Road, where there had been a broken down tractor trailer early earlier this evening. There apparently had been some damage done to the guardrails. Uh, so they're working on that. So they've got the right lane blocked there, so watch out. Uh, in a loop of the Bellway, in the express lanes between Braddock Road and Dulles Toll Road, you're going to find a mobile crew working in the right lane. And in the main line uh, adjacent to that work zone, they're also blocking a single left lane. So that mobile crew working its way all the way out. 66 westbound, just before the exit for the Dulles Connector Road. Uh, left lane blocked, so for folks who are headed toward Route 7, single file to the right. You buy. It doesn't affect your exit onto the Connector Road. And then heads up, if you're westbound on 66, the exit uh, to Nutley Street actually splits off. There's one that takes you northbound, the other ramp that takes you up to the light so you can make the left to go southbound on Nutley Street. That exit is actually closed, so you cannot access southbound Nutley Street directly from 66 westbound. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Automall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit Fitzmall.com, Transparency. You can trust Rich Hunter WTOP traffic. Storm Team Four's Amelia Draper.
4: A
2: cold Monday night across the region with lows in the mid-20s to low-30s. Plenty of sun out there tomorrow, a nice December day with highs in the mid to upper-40s. Clouds build in on Wednesday with highs in the 40s. And Thursday, likely a Storm Team 4 weather alert day with up to two inches of rain possible across the region. And as the storm moves in, it could start off as a bit of a wintry mix with Freezing rain and sleep being the biggest threats over snow. Not seeing much in the way of snow, but we could see some ice accumulation mainly north and west of the district. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Amelia Draper.
4: Manassas at 39, Metro Center 42, Frederick 39. Some parts of our area could be down to the upper 20s overnight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 10-11. It's sometimes easy to forget exactly how much everyone around the country and around the world has gone through since early 2020. More than a million dead from COVID, finger-pointing by lawmakers and everyday citizens, misinformation and disinformation. Why were we so underprepared to handle a pandemic of this caliber? And isn't it important to answer that question to be better prepared the next time? Some are calling for a 9-11-style commission to look into the country's response to COVID. New York Times correspondent Cheryl Gay-Stolberg, who covers health care policy, joined WTOP's Michelle Bash and me to talk about whether such legislation will happen.
3: Well, right now it seems to be hanging in the balance on Capitol Hill. A bill that would create a commission passed, really sailed out of the Senate Health Committee with overwhelming bipartisan support, 20 to 2 in March. But it's been kind of languishing in the Senate where Senator Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, has not brought it up for a vote. President Biden hasn't taken a position on it. And, you know, we're in the waning days of a lame duck session, and the last hope to get this bill passed is to tack it on to a spending bill that has to get through by the end of the year
4: beyond what you just told us the thumbnail of the president and chuck schumer and all that what is the problem is there no desire for this i mean clearly there's a need
3: well this bill would do a number of things it would create a 9-11 cell commission that would investigate both the trump and the biden response to the pandemic it would make the cdc director's position a senate confirmed position it would uh do some more um it would ha- take additional steps to improve uh, the public health infrastructure and it's not quite clear why the biden white house opposes or or has not taken a firm stand in support of this bill they haven't come out either way i suppose one could infer Uh, that perhaps they don't want a commission to investigate both their response and the Trump response, but they haven't said and they wouldn't comment for my story.
2: Well, is there a back door to push it through? Is there some other way?
3: Well, the back door would be to tack it on to the omnibus spending measure. That's like a big catch-all spending measure that has to pass. A lot of different lawmakers are trying to tack their <laughs> projects onto that bill, and it's unclear um, how many add-ons can can ride through on that bill. So we'll have to see. That's really the, that's the back door, if there is one. What's
4: a final thought you'd leave us with, especially since with the triple whammy of flu, RSV, COVID, we're not doing especially well even now. Uh, I understand our hospitals are filling up again.
3: I think the final thought I would leave you with is that much like 9-11, we are as a nation coming out of a very traumatic time. Many, many, many more people died as a result of COVID than died on 9-11. People are still grieving the loss of their loved ones. The 9-11 Commission was kind of a catharsis for the nation. It was really a national reckoning. It came up with specific recommendations for how to do things better. Uh, The Commission published a book that was a bestseller, and it kind of Pull together a national narrative of what went wrong. And people who support this bill say that that's really important to do as a result of the pandemic or in the fallout from the pandemic, uh, if only to bring the nation closure and to bring some comfort to those who lost their loved ones.
4: New York Times health policy correspondent Cheryl Gay Stolberg. Coming up on WTOP, the commanders sure would like to seal a playoff position this weekend. They can do it with a win over the Giants. Are the Wizards still struggling? And back to football, is there a bit of a surprise happening in tonight's Monday night football game? Stay with us. Half a minute away.
2: Ah, holiday get-together. So many things to look forward to.
4: Pass the squash. I'm trying to eat more vegetables. You no, know, actually, squash
1: is fruit. It's a vegetable, like green beans. Well, beans are a legume. What are you, the vegetable police? Look,
2: I'm just saying that... Just but to those who can always find the silver lining, give the gift of joy. Holiday scratchers from D.C. Lottery, like Peppermint Payout, Merry Money Multiplier, and Festive 500s, with over $1 million in total cash
4: prizes. Just
1: try to be accurate around here.
0: Please play responsibly. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red.
5: We're checking in with Rob Woodfork. All right, Dimitri, a cursory glance at the box score for the Wizards. 112-110 loss to the Brooklyn Nets, and one number stands out. 20 turnovers leading to 21 points. Why, Wes Unsell Jr.?
4: I think at times guys try and do too much, make things happen on their own. It's tough for switches. You have to make quicker decisions. You know, it's not necessarily what you're running, it's how you run it. And, you know, just reading how they're guarding it, you know, slipping, getting below coverage. Sometimes they hold on to it too long, and
5: that's an aggressive defense. Local product Kevin Durant, 30 points, 8 rebounds in his hometown. Christophe Sporzinga scored 12 of his 20 points in the first quarter, but played only 9 minutes in the second half before leaving with back tightness. That leaves him day-to-day. A day after Navy announced longtime head football coach Kenny Amatololo is out following a 4-8 and eight season. Athletic director Chet Gladchuk said he thinks the Midshipman program has all the pieces to succeed. Uh, he was uh, pretty forthright. Uh, about uh, the state of the uh, franchise, uh, the uh, program rather, and uh, Nia Matulolo actually told ESPN he was fired at his post-game locker immediately following the double overtime loss to Army on Saturday. The Washington Commanders activating Carson Wentz from injured reserve, but starting center Tyler Larson is headed to IR, and the Arizona Cardinals lose Kyler Murray to a non-contact injury, but they're still playing the Pats tight here, thirteen all in the third quarter. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports.
4: 10-17. The World Cup is big business, especially for FIFA and the media companies that own the rights to broadcast the games. Federal prosecutors in Maryland say they've seized the domain names of dozens of sites that were illegally streaming the matches. Anyone visiting the sites will now see a message the site has been seized by the federal government. Well, coming up here on WTOP, stories that were are working for you at this hour, a grand jury indicts Loudoun County's recently fired Supre- superintendent of schools. We'll tell you what charges he's facing linked to his handling of two sexual assaults in two different schools. A former Northern Virginia clergyman found guilty of sexual abuse against a minor. We'll hear from the victim, a former D.C. lawmaker. He gave his first interview to WTOP. The accused Pan Am Flight 103 bomb maker was in court here in D.C. for less than an hour today. We've learned he refused a public defender. He refused to answer questions until he's able to hire an attorney. That was a frustrating experience, we're told, for the families of people killed. Stay with WTOP for more about these stories in minutes and later this hour. 1018. Traffic and weather on the eights and when it breaks. Rich Hunter in the traffic center.
1: All right, becoming a busy night on 66. First on the eastbound side, the work zone begins just before US 29 Centerville, extends past 28, and continues toward the Fairfax County Parkway. Single file left gets you by, so heads up for delays. There you've also got delays on the westbound side as you head west toward the rust area of Manassas. Single left lane gets you by there as well. Additionally, there is a work zone eastbound just east of Sudley Road, but that only blocks the single right lane you get by without delay. Westbound, uh, inside the Beltway, as you approach the Dulles Connector Road, that work zone blocks the left lane. So if you're continuing toward Route 7, you squeeze by single file to the right. doesn't affect folks going west on the Connector Road. 395 northbound near Duke Street, work zone blocks uh, the left lane of three, not the right lane, the left lane of three. Uh... Not much of a delay, but just be aware they're out there doing some bridge inspection again. They may at some point extend that to two left lanes. For now, it is just a single left lane that is closed. If you're traveling a 95 north down there, staging the work between the Rappahannock River Bridge and Centerport Parkway, once it's fully in place, you'll be down to a single left lane getting by. Maryland, if you're traveling 270 north down approaching 85 Bucky's Town Pike, single file left, get you by the construction. Both the on-ramp and the off-ramp to 85 are closed. No posted detours, so be extra careful. Headed that way, Bay Bridge, westbound span block for overnight maintenance. Eastbound carries two-way traffic, one lane for each direction of travel. As of late, delays have been brief. For over 65 years, Giba, the Government Employees Benefit Association, has been trusted by federal employees to provide dental, vision, and other insurance benefits. Choose Giba. Visit Giba.com. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. And to Amelia Draper.
2: Temperatures tonight falling into the mid-20s to low 30s, so a cold start tomorrow morning and a chilly day overall with highs in the mid to upper 40s, but plenty of sunshine out there tomorrow. Clouds increase on Wednesday with highs in the 40s, and on Thursday, tracking a cold rain, high temperatures in the low to mid-40s. We could see this rain, though, starting off as some freezing rain and some sleet with the best chance for ice falling north and west of the metro area.
4: I'm Storm Team 4. Meteorologist, Amelia Draper. Hyattsville, 42. Fredericksburg, 39. Foggy Bottom, 42. Some parts of our area falling below the freezing mark to 28 overnight. We're brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. Breaking news on WTOP. Four inmates of the Prince George's County Corrections Department are in the hospital tonight following an incident at the jail this evening. A spokesperson with the Department of Corrections tells WTOP the incident happened just after 6 but did not disclose how the four inmates were injured. Prince George's County Police and the Corrections Department are investigating. They say none of the injuries is considered life-threatening. We're continuing to dig to try to learn more about what happened here tonight. Stay with us here and at WTOP.com for the latest. Coming up in just a little bit, a historic day in Virginia's capital, And yes, Confederate monuments are very much involved here. Stay with us, 1021.
2: This week on Federal Insights, sponsored by Rancher Government Solutions. Here, Tom Hance, the Director of Container Security at Rancher Government Solutions, talking about securing containerized applications.
4: We not only hold the position between each container pair, but we have the visibility into the application and packet levels to make accurate decisions on what gets to pass that demarcation point in live traffic.
2: Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Rancher Government Solutions.
0: When security, speed, and scale are essential to your mission success, You need a partner who can deliver open-source and cloud-native software solutions designed to address the unique security and operational needs of the U.S. government and military. Whether it's in the cloud, on prem, or at the edge, Rancher Government Solutions offers the leading software stack for teams adopting containers, addressing the challenges of managing multiple Kubernetes clusters at scale while providing DevOps teams with integrated tools for running containerized workloads. Learn more at ranchergovernment.com.
4: Good evening at 1022.
0: This
3: Christmas, start a new holiday tradition that your whole family will enjoy. Museum of the Bible is celebrating the sounds of Christmas. You'll hear live performances from Keith and Kristen
2: Getty, Point of Grace, Mark Schultz, and renowned university ensembles. You'll also see
3: Bells of Bethlehem, the first exhibition in the U.S. featuring six bells from the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. All this, plus family-friendly activities, crafts,
2: and sweet treats every day. Get your tickets today at Museum of the bible.org
4: are you ready for some postseason football supporting current and veteran service members the national capital region's college football bowl game takes place on wednesday december 28th as the duke blue devils play the ucf knights in the 2022 military bowl presented by paraton benefiting the uso at navy marine corps memorial stadium in annapolis Download the Military Bowl mobile app to keep up with the latest bowl news. Purchase your tickets now at MilitaryBowl.org. This is WTOP News. It's 1023, a historic day in Virginia's capital. The removal of the city's last public monuments to the Confederacy has now been brought down.
1: It's a process that began more than two years ago. The last Confederate statue no longer standing in the former capital of the
5: Confederacy. WTVR reporter Brendan King watched as the A.P. Hill Confederate Monument was removed. This was erected back in 1892. Unlike the other Confederate statues in Richmond, the A.P. Hill Memorial included the general's remains. The, The
1: descendants wanted the remains to be sent to somewhere where they chose. They also wanted the statue to be sent
5: along. Alongside those remains. But a judge ruled Hill's remains will be sent to a cemetery in Culpeper. The monument will remain in storage during the court appeals process. Neil Augenstein, WTOP News. Campaign
4: 2023 on WTOP. Virginia's got another election coming. This one will fill the congressional seat left open after the death of Democrat Don McEachin last month. Governor Glenn Youngkin says voters will go to the polls in this congressional race on February 21st. McEachin represented the 4th District. It includes a broad area south of Richmond, including most of Southside and some of Hampton Roads. The Washington Post reports Henrico delegate Lamont Bagby, a Democrat, and Democratic State Senator Jennifer McClellan of Richmond, who ran for governor last year, have both filed paperwork to run for the seat. They are the top two leaders of Virginia's legislative black caucus. We may be looking at a heated rivalry. And tough break for those planning to catch the final shows of the Shakespeare Theatre Company's run of Much Ado About Nothing. This weekend shows have been canceled because of a COVID outbreak among the cast. The company says you can get your money back or maybe you can save it, keep it as a credit and get it for another Shakespeare Theatre Company show down the road.
1: 1025. Money News 25 and 55 with Brendan Hazelton. A nice day on Wall Street with the Dow closing up 528 points, Nasdaq up 139, S&P gained 56. It's been a tough year for D.C. restaurants. The Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington says at least 48 have shut down this year, eight more than in 2021. And how much would you have to make each year to feel rich? A CNBC survey finds a majority of Americans say they'd have to make at least 200 grand a year to feel wealthy. Brendan Hazelton, WTOP News. Checking the Asian markets, mostly higher, except for the Shanghai Composite,
4: slightly lower, but... Tokyo stocks up half a percent, Hong Kong one percent higher, Australia a quarter percent higher. Coming up here on WTOP, back in 2016, Twitter created a special board to monitor health and safety and trust. And guess who's shutting that down tonight? The story on the way. Ten twenty six.
2: Here's a highlight from Raj Jamy, the chief technologist for advanced technologies at MITRE, on Federal News Network's Executive Briefing, sponsored by MITRE.
0: The important factor that we have to keep in mind is we need to approach the problem of semiconductor technology a little more holistically than we've been doing so far. In the past, it was it was simply a question of scale, and uh, you have a next generation node, or perhaps you have a new architecture and you have a next generation node. It's no longer so.
2: To learn more, visit Federal News Network. Search MITRE.
1: Winter's coming, and the only thing going down is the temperature. Prices are going up. Inflation's going up.